Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison of those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and tend your flocks. Foreigners shall be your plowmen and vine dressers, but you shall be called the priests of the Lord. They shall speak of you as the ministers of our God. You shall eat the wealth of the nations, and in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. They shall have everlasting joy. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrong. I will faithfully give them their recompense and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their offspring shall be known among the nations and their descendants in the midst of the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge them, that they are an offspring the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He's covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its sprouts and as a garden causes what is sown in it to sprout up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all the nations. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Billy. Will. More affectionately known as Bean Dog. <laughs> Bean Dog in the building. Bean Dog. If you uh if you don't know Billy Bean yet, our our semi new missions pastor, um Bean, this is it's a great passage as somebody who works in the, the realm of missions and the nations. Um, there are few better like stretches of scripture than where we are right now. This Amen. is God's vision for redeeming the whole world thousands of years before Christ. And, you know, we, we start this passage, spirit of the Lord is upon me, uh, to bring good news to the poor. Uh, it it sounds kind of familiar and it's because we hear Jesus, uh, read this in, in Luke four or quote it. Um, and so we can get to that later, but that, that might be like the most famous, uh, or recognizable part of this passage. But gosh, just the imagery here is so Beautiful. good. I it's mean, I, I love, um, where is it? It's, uh, okay, verse three, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes. And then he actually comes back to that image later and talks about, uh, you know, as a priest put decks himself with a beautiful headdress. And so that, that headdress, like, don't necessarily think like, 
random Aladdin imagery, but like that's a priestly image that mm-hmm. he's using. Yeah. And ashes, that's like a, a shame and, and brokenness image. And so basically it's like God exchanging our shame and mourning for this priestly like communion with God. And it reminds me of a uh, Psalm 103. He's like listing out all these benefits of, of communion with God and, and, you know, forgives all your sins, heals all your diseases. And one of them is who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. And those sorts of images in the Bible of God, like clothing his people with love and righteousness and praise mm-hmm. are so powerful. And we see a lot of those here. So what are, what are your thoughts on this passage? Well, this passage is just so incredibly rich. Um, mm-hmm. I think there, you know, it might be worth noting there are a couple different voices in the passage. Um, you know, the Messiah is speaking here. Uh, you know, perhaps Zion is speaking. I know there's some debate on kind of who's who's speaking in the passage, but really the gist of it is this: like Jesus. This passage is pointing us forward to Come Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is that long promised, long await, awaited, anointed Messiah of God's people, and so. You know, Jesus is the one that rebuilds the ancient ruins. He repairs the ruined cities. He's the one who preaches the good news to the poor. He proclaims liberty to the captives. And so really what Isaiah is doing here and and throughout all of Isaiah is showing us this glorious future mm-hmm. fulfillment uh, that all the promises of salvation are ultimately going to be fulfilled in this Messiah. Yeah. Um, and so like what a time this is going to be. Mm. Um, it's sort of pointing to when Jesus comes, but it also is pointing to this time when there's going to be this better Israel, um, this better kingdom and not like a kingdom of mm. human rulers that rule with oppression, but a kingdom of, if you look at verse, um, verse six, um, you see that it's a kingdom of priests and ministers. Mm-hmm. It calls these priests and ministers oaks of righteousness. So it's a kingdom where um, there are people ruling and reigning with Jesus and they're serving one another and they're praising him. Uh, and verse seven says, it'll be a kingdom of everlasting joy. And so this is really like a picture of what's to come. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. You know, Bill, you're from Arizona. Yep. Jackson and Rayland just moved here from uh, like the Orange County, LA area. Uh, David Bailey just moved here from Texas. And uh, one thing that- West Coast. Come on. One thing that comes up a lot is like, the Southeast, one of the, which, you know, I'm from Birmingham. And so I had to kind of like grow up and see more of the world and have friends from other areas to begin to appreciate this. But one of the things about the South is, especially like Atlanta, the city in the forest, like <laughs> there's so many massive oak trees and, and massive pine trees and magnolia trees and, you know, yeah. all types of just like these big, rich, old trees. And, and you know, it's, it's beautiful. It's powerful. And and I love this image at the end that the Lord will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all the nations. And Mm. it just kind of made me think of how, like, when, when you are flying, like we just flew from uh, Colorado back to Atlanta and like, as you begin to like past Mississippi and like go over like Birmingham and, and towards Atlanta, yep the, the, ground begins to just like become dense and and taller and and greener. And there's like all these massive forests under you. Yeah. And uh, I love that image of like the Lord's going to bring righteousness and praise up out of the ground. And 
It's amazing. And actually the passage uses, uh, you know, describes, uh, you know, these people being oaks of righteousness, mm. oaks of righteousness. And mm. I come, I come from Arizona. Like yeah. we don't have a lot of oaks. We yeah. have saguaro cacti or saguaro, <laughs> you know, saguaro cactuses. And you can very easily, you know, touch one of these mighty saguaros and knock it over. But, yeah. you know, the passage describes this new kingdom, this kingdom of priests. They're established as oaks of righteousness, these strong, Gosh. lasting uh, you know, planted, well-watered uh, mm. people of God. It's amazing. Yeah, you know, and I think um, another thing that is, it's, there's a lot of talk in this, like, stretch of scripture about, you know, like, God is kind of presented as a man of war, and there's, like, mm -hmm. a vengeance. And so, while there's a lot of warm language, there's also a lot of war language. And, mm -hmm. and uh, that's something that, um, especially if you kind of, like, lean more pacifistic, like, that can be a little challenging. Sure. And, you know, I think what's helpful to remember is it's easy since we are by and large, like, you know, listening to this and, and on staff, like we come from like the American Christian context. Like mm -hmm. it, we come from this like disposition of, of privilege. And, and so it's easy to kind of like read like the everyone in scripture, every biblical figure is kind of like another like privileged, you know, upper class type person but like god is speaking to you know it's ultimately to a captive nation and exile and all these things are involved and so um when we read about you know god bringing you know his recompense and, and his vengeance um it, it's not like violence for the sake of violence but it's actually god opposing oppression and injustice mm -hmm. and, and um it it's there to strengthen our faith in in the good character of God. Yep. So, Amen. Yeah. It. I, I love that that image, the oaks of righteousness, and, yeah. and um, it just makes you long for this day as yeah. we wait for the Lord to hasten it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And kind of, you know, pulls us or pulls us forward really to Luke four, where Jesus kind of comes on the scene. He yeah. shows up at Nazareth and he quotes Isaiah mm. sixty one one through two, and like, boom, here I am. Like I am the one who has the spirit of God upon me. I am the anointed one. I'm here to bring good news to the poor. I'm here to, to bind up the broken, the brokenhearted. I'm going to proclaim liberty to the captives. And we know, you know, as we read on in the gospels, like this beautiful day of restoration, like it's going to have to come through judgment, through this vengeance. And, um, you know, there's, there's a ways to go and we'll read in the coming chapter 62 and 63, what that kind of looks like. Um, but the point is Jesus is the one who's going to bring this glorious day to come. Mm. You know, and I love that one of the big promises here, verse six, you shall be called priests of the Lord. And I mentioned the headdresses, like priestly images, so important. And, you know, what is a priest? Mm. It's someone who stands between God and man and who has direct fellowship with God and also invites other people into that. And, and so as we think about, okay, the day of the Lord right now, as we're recording this, it is not yet come and, and God hasn't yet, you know, removed the thorns and thistles and caused praise to sprout up from the ground. And, but he has made a kingdom of priests mm. and, and brought us in, um, into that fellowship with him. And so, you know, to the, to the missional point, you know, may we be those people who stand between God and man and, and don't just like turn inward 
but but you know have have one foot in the tabernacle and one foot in the world and, and invite people into that fellowship and, and make intercession for people, pray for people, seek people out. Absolutely. Yeah. This, this passage reminds us that like we need Jesus. Yeah. All of uh, the earth mm-hmm. is longing for Jesus. We need Christ. He's the one that's going to restore this broken relationship between us and God. He's the one that holds the favor of the Lord. And so may the Lord help us uh, to point uh, a world that needs Christ um, to this this hope that's found in Christ. Amen. Well, a great meditation to, to start your day or end your day. And um, we'll see you tomorrow as we continue through Isaiah. For Billy Bean, this is Will Carlisle. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant. And Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.